fucking brutal. Hello, I'm Eagle. Eagle Gardens. Eagle Gardens one on Instagram. This is Smiley's Gardens, and this is the rabbit hole. Oh, the wormhole. Damn, I'm already <laughs> fucking this up. Uh, sorry, man. It's all good. Man, the wormholes. You and Kino had an amazing episode tonight. I was so glad to be able. It was. It is nice to sit Whoa. and chat and be on the other side. Much needed today, that's for sure. Much needed. Sorry, man. I don't see my notification popping up. Got to get my uh, chat rocking. Are we popping in yet? Six. Yeah, six so far. Seven. Seven. Awesome people. This is amazing community. I, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it. How well everybody came back today. I was terrified, terrified it was going to be nothing but crickets today. What's up, Rhea? BX Gunner 81, top floor genetics, dirt road dudes. That's what I just gave you. Sorry. I was bringing up chat there. Spiky pilots. Oh, Spike. Yeah, Spiky, Rita's surrounded by Keith, Dirt Road Dude, Top Floor Genetics, BX Gunner. Yeah, it was fun, man. I like hanging out with them guys, Kino and uh, GMO, and all of, all of them guys over on the on the panel. There. That's funny. It's... Some smart guys over there. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt, man. And they're they're neat. It's just it's interesting to hear the different perspectives on all this stuff, and it's cool. They're in a total different, you know. What I mean, total different world, total different perspectives. So, yeah, props for them from doing as much for the community as they do, man. They're yeah, holding it down over there. For real, man. Like I, I could. I understand what he was saying that that's kind of a full-time gig for him because they do a lot and they're on there all the time so yeah and it's it is and it improves their growth it improves other people's growth and uh it's it's shit like that that made it possible for us to have the information we needed to grow you know what i mean like uh, that's the part people got to realize like you know Howdy. Yeah, I was just going to say, somebody's popping in. I don't know if the red pill. What up, man? Nothing much. We got to change your Samsung. Howdy. What do I, what, I have to come up with a catchphrase? (laughs) Yeah, we could. So how you doing, man? You have a good weekend? Yeah. So far, I had a good weekend, yeah. Uh, today wasn't so nice weather-wise, but yesterday real, uh, was. Yeah, we had a lot of sun today. It was nice. Uh, it didn't really mean anything, but just the only thing of newsworthy saying is uh, someone called the cops on my on my dog yesterday. On your dog? Why? Barking? 
Not well, kind of, but he doesn't bark. He he only barks if someone's pounding on the front door or if he sees a fox outside. It's the only time he actually like rough roof barks. When when he wants something, he cries like a little baby. So someone said that this they heard a dog in distress. Is at least what the cops came by and said. That's just all oh, yeah. That's about it. I think it's just uh, now having a pit bull, I can kind of see where people come from. And it seems like there's a lot of people that just don't like pit bulls. Oh, is that what you got as a pit bull? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're different, man. I mean, I don't know. I guess terriers, like pit bulls or terrier or whatever, but... Mm -hmm. My buddy CJ has has a beautiful dog, man. He's the coolest dog. But a lot, you're right. A lot of people freak out thinking he's a pit bull or whatever. But it's like, no. Yeah. That was the first time someone actually called it cows, but people have threatened to. Like, it's know. funny you said he cries. I like some of the breeds of dogs where they like talk to you. You know. Yeah. But, I have a German Shepherd lab mix. She'll do it a little bit, but like some of the Huskies and stuff, I guess are known for that, where they really get to talking. Mm -hmm. It's funny, like roar, roar, roar. They'll have conversations yeah. with you and shit. That's basically him. I love you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you get him to do that. Sounds like, like Scooby Doo. Everything's like a. a Ruby this and a ruby that. Yeah. Ruh, ruh. <laughs> oh, I'm touching up. What's up, Cheddar Bob? Not a whole lot. Uh, I got four hour nap for the shows. You're right. Nice. I, uh, like I said, watched the last show and I had to go do something, and by the time came back it was gone and I was and then I saw you post your thing and I was like oh what happened what did I miss yeah if you look at that post it was like edited 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 <laughs> I was thinking that too. yeah everybody was jumping out in the morning like what did I miss what did I miss nothing <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't catch it right away. It's done. <laughs> That's funny. Gonna, is I, she gonna... Oh, you're breaking up really bad, Cheddar Bob. I don't know if there's a better connection there or something for you, but might be the table. How's that? Better, yeah. Way better. I'm still at a very much at a loss for words to describe last night's episode you know pretty much so he's got a smile you know, man. i don't it, know what else to do <laughs> like smiling turned purple it was it was like a light bulb that just was like a, a mood light bulb that went from red <laughs> to blue to purple it was uh it was interesting nonetheless i i had I think the situation See, to describe it, Cheddar Bob, was like if 
if you were introduced to a new person and you're like, Hey, here's this speed bag, you know, and it's this in, you know, inconspicuous little girl, you don't think much about it. And she just tears the fuck out of the speed bag. Like, Oh, that was the equivalent of what just happened. Except the speed bag was Eagle's face. Yeah. (laughs) I wish, I wish I were there for it. I, I enjoy a good dust up. Yeah. It, it, well, it was nice. She she found out the flaw in my interviewing strategy was basically not being prepared. And once that was let out, she's like took my secret weapon and used it for like an ass puppet. And that was another take that by two and a half hours. And <laughs> ego squirming. <laughs> It was, I'm sure, entertaining to watch at some levels, but I I struggled to get through it. And in the end, you know, I just, I don't know. I I didn't know. I'm still on the fence on if that episode should be aired. I mean, oh, there's on. only certain, I don't know. You should I, charge it all to be. Right. Charge it all to watch you it. Sign up for Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> in Patreon episodes, we built up. We built up the preview for it. He's got to pay to see it. You go, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Eagles version of two girls, one cup. <laughs> yeah, that's a good description of it. Too. <laughs> Pretty good shit, though, for sure. Oh, man, it's all fun and games, man. All fun and games. <laughs> Cheddar Bobby, you have a good weekend? Said you were waking up? Uh, I think so. <coughs> Is it even the weekend? I don't know. It's all the weekend for me, man. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I got, I'm an, I got no. So, uh, you what, know. do you guys like have an off season or some shit? Uh, no, I just chose not to go back to fishing and kind of focus on cannabis. So I'm my own boss. <laughs> so I, I make my own schedule and I. AKA unemployed. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm very much employed, but I'm employed on my own schedule. He's a fisherman. Yeah. And, you know, I still go out lobstering if someone needs some help or something, but. I figure I can make just as much money uh, growing cannabis as I can beating my body up day after day after day. Uh, you know, I'm not getting any younger, so. Well, that's, that's a dangerous you know, profession, too. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, that's doing the Lord's work. Yeah, that's oh, it's m- much deeper than the Lord, man. <laughs> oh. That's funny. Yeah, I played a lot of golf this weekend. Oh, yeah? Is it warm enough for uh, you guys? No, no. We play indoor golf this time of year. My, wow. buddy has, my buddy has a setup, a spare room that we play in, so it's pretty He's sweet. the whole setup with the screen. You actually hit the I ball. just imagine a bunch of drywall with holes in it. Oh, no, he, so it, he has a – he's a, a metal worker, so he's got, like, a huge shop, and he's got this side room that he cleared out and so it's all like cinder block stuff. So he set up ads and a tarp screen. Huh. Like, a, 
like a little box, like, I don't know, probably like a foot and a half tall. And you, uh, you just swing away. It's pretty awesome. It's, it's super accurate. Uh, funny enough, very, very accurate for being such a, a little system. Yeah, that's cool. I've played on one before. It's different, but yeah, they, they say it picks up pretty well or your shot would have gone and stuff and the trajectory of it just from that short distance. Yeah, I remember playing back in the 90s when, when that stuff was first just out. And I thought it was awesome. And now the stuff they have is like, oh man, it's incredible. Like it, they have like different cameras this little tiny box that picks up the spin, the trajectory, the the club head speed. It's like, what? That's wild, man. Uh, yeah. And, and there, it's software made by the U.S. military. Yeah. We were, out, we were out in Vegas and they got that golf game out there where you like, I don't know, there's, there's like different levels to it and it's like a driving range, but it's like a point system. You golfer, like you're playing a game. I didn't do it, but I, my, you see it, but there's yeah. like different baskets and shit around, and it's like a big dome. So it's not like you're driving it really far, but you're trying to chip it and make it into these different points of baskets or whatever that are down there. Yeah. You know, like if you miss, it's, you know, like it's almost like ski ball, I'm imagining or something. But I thought exactly. that's a pretty fucking wild concept, ain't it? <laughs> They have some in other countries that are like, they have like these giant screens that they hit hit into. And they have like different platforms, you know, yeah. just like parking garages, basically, yeah. of people hitting golf balls. It's pretty crazy. Greetings, my cannabis warriors. How are you? Bingus. Bingus. How are you? Yes. <clears throat> oh, trouble has arrived. Yes, man, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready, Cheddar Bob. I'm I'm oh, out to prove that you're not the only asshole on the panel. The goose is loose. <laughs> well, I I was for a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good one. Eagle, I'm, Smiley, Red. Geez. I guess that makes me a saint, right? Fingers? Yes, sir. I dude, I I like to give Cheddar Bob a little hassle because he can take it. Hey, easy there. See. <laughs> my dad used to say, my dad used to say, uh, Cedric, you're about as useless as an asshole right here. <laughs> Elbow cough. <laughs> Same fucking look after saying it. <laughs> Elbow cough. <laughs> right here. <laughs> my old man used to tell me, he goes, uh, if, if you ain't screwing up, you ain't doing anything. And son... <laughs> You're doing plenty. <laughs> uh, my dad would tell me, stop lollygagging. Oh, lolly. Yes, that was a good one. Knuckle sandwiches. Those were good. Oh, yeah. You ever hear think, don't stink? Uh, work, work, work smarter, not harder. Yes, sir. That was always a good one. Cheers, chat. Thank you. Yes, Stony Baker. I am. Try, I'll try to be nice. I'll try not to piss anybody off and make them leave and cry. Sorry. I'm big. What, what fun is that? I, well, I mean, at least I'll give it a rest. How's that? <laughs> Just be subtle about it. Yeah. Yeah. More <laughs> great, great job tonight, Smiley, man. You fucking did a good I'm job. Doing a lot. I was just hanging out, talking to one of my 
one of my uh, peers in the industry. Though. Those are the best interviews, man. Yeah, yeah dude. I mean that, man. Keto and them guys are fucking awesome. They're doing a lot of cool shit. A lot of cool shit. They're, they're fun to listen to. I, I can't so quite understand GMO. <laughs> he, has a, he has a thick accent. I can't, I, oh, I can't K- quite get Some of them do. K-Bag's one that's got a pretty thick accent. Yeah, I Kino, Kino I can hear pretty well, but the other, the other couple of them, I'm like, oh, what did they just say? You, it's funny though man like the more you hang out and the more you listen to it you almost kind of pick up on it you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. it takes you a minute at first but it's weird how your brain all of a sudden like you just you just hear it after that yeah. you know I mean? it's funny. <laughs> but i do i enjoy it man it's cool all the different uh angles and cast the characters over there too there's no difference man we're not different it's funny that's that's as funny as it is i mean all around the world right we're not fucking it's about 10 different things maybe <laughs> fucking you know it's like shit decor we're not different at all oh shit pothead pothead man and we all fucking growers fucking a grower right we all came across the seed at one point and we're like holy shit fuck grow this bitch out and that's how it started there are there are evolutionary stages to being a grower though there is i think so i think so some people jump right in but yeah i guess i understand start out with one light well i'm having trouble take your earmuffs off my settings guys forgive me we're all in trouble speaker there we go there we go Somebody say something. Hello. Okay. God, fuck. Something. I clicked the wrong button somewhere and I had to... (coughs) Computer shit, sorry. No, that's fine, man. Uh, Yeah? Yeah, so... (laughs) What's good, everybody? I mean, you know, everybody doing good? We're just waiting on Red Pill to say something smart. Okay, yeah, I, I was pondering... <laughs> which which smart thing he wanted to discuss next? He did too. He was, he was you, you, can see the, you can read my face now at this point. So <laughs> going checklist. I, I did want to say something that I one of the things I picked up on towards the end when you were talking about uh, uh, with Kino with drying and then turning it into RSO. I wondered because you take so much measure in drying it and preserving the terpenes, if he'd be wonder uh, you know willing to do a essential oil distillation in between the steps. And then you can recombine the essential oil and RSO into a million different products in different ratios. I'm sure he would, man. He sounded like he was down to experiment in all of it, (laughs) which I think is cool. He wants to try it, wants to fucking have the experience of doing it. Which did lead me in. And my next thought is I really need to start doing some uh, steam delicious, Distillation uh, tutorials. Steam distillation? Please. <laughs> I think more people, I, the only thing I, I think that's holding people back is not just because they don't want to do it, but just because it's like a whole other apparatus or device that they got to get to turn, you know, their, 
what they yield into a whole nother product. But I, I would think if someone just tried it once, they wouldn't go back. And then you would see a whole lot of people fucking around with that. Yeah, man. I Honestly, I've not seen a steam distillation. I mean, I understand the process because I've seen it in essential oils, but I've not seen it in canvas or whatever. Like, right. That's dope. Do it. Do it. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Well, if there's anyone interested in it, you know, definitely hit me up on my Instagram. So if, if I, you know, if I could help anyone do it, that has the access to that, you know. If any of you an ultrasonic cleaner to make uh, tinctures with? You can do that too. That's a, a, I don't know. I've seen those devices too. I think it was uh, oil and flour or no. No, it wasn't. It was someone was, uh, now I'm thinking it was a Canadian. Oh boy. Someone was explaining uh, those ultrasonic things to clean all their utensils and dab uh, uh, tools and other shit like that. But yeah, with ultrasonics, you can put in alcohol and cannabis and come off with something that doesn't have any chlorophyll in it. The only other way to do that is how I I explained in doing it with sub-zero temperatures and alcohol, but if you have a... Um, Are you ripping people's spines out? <laughs> yeah. No, no, but you can do it with ultrasonic or subsonic. Uh, oh, sub... <laughs> I'm late. Damn, it just hit me. Sub-zero. We already know. <laughs> I, I haven't ripped anyone's spine out. I had my own spine fused and twined in with titanium. But uh, no, yeah, the supersonic or I guess ultrasonic uh, achieves the same thing. You can get a tincture that you don't have to dissolve. You won't won't have chlorophyll in your finished product. Basically, it uses, uh, was it cavitation? Many, many ultrasonic bubbles that travel up and then explode the trichomes instead of bursting the cell structures and the chlorophyll releasing the chlorophyll into the liquid so yeah it's pretty cool it comes out looking kind of like cloudy like trans not transparent but translucent looks like there do you have looks to like uh nope i mean well yeah you have to filter the flower out but um yeah Yeah, because I've seen people go to the extreme measure of using liquid nitrogen to actually freeze alcohol, get alcohol a uh, a solid at uh, negative 173 degrees. And then they literally mix flour with solid alcohol, throw a thermometer in there, and then when it gets to negative 40, that's when they filter it. And they get like a almost shatter looking product after they uh, rotovap off the alcohol. Uh, dude, I could listen to you talk about this shit all day, Red. Well, that's what I mean. I, I really like to, you know, at least do some type of tutorials, especially the steam distillation one, because like I said, I'm, I would have a feeling that as soon as someone did it the first time, they want it again, you know, and now they have access to it. Now they know exactly what to do. And then it can open up other doors, too, because now breeders have another tool that they don't have to worry about a laboratory testing the amount of terpenes with they can do their own steam distillation runs and have the yields and percentages right there in their face 
you know, and then you can, you can say you have 10 different cultivars and you do it, the steam distillation, all of them, you're going to find ones that you're only yielding one or two milligrams or milliliters off of, and then you're going to have ones that you're having six or 10 milliliters off of, say like hundred grams of flour. How much flour make... do you do at a time? That was my question. <clears throat> well, the two easiest setups is one that they convert, um, like a pressure cooker type thing too. It has the clamps on the top, but the only difference is it has like a neck in the middle of it. And that neck either uh, connects to a glass apparatus that has the, like a cold finger condenser sticking in it. And then it has uh, like a little valve, a little pour off valve at the bottom. So you prefix a little bit of water in there and then you have a cold, uh, a cold finger condenser so the only thing boiling inside this pressure, uh, this, what was a pressure uh, cooker, is either you're doing hydro distillation, where this wouldn't be the case in wheat, it would be like more in the case of like citrus or lavender, where you can actually put the botanical in the water itself. But uh, for cannabis, you're going to need either a, a little separator that holds the, you know, the bud above the water. So the actual boiling water isn't infused with the wheat itself. It's just the steam carrying it. So, and then other people have more of, I, I wouldn't say, I'll just say low tech, you know, it, they use uh, copper wire and then they'll feed a coil of copper wire through like a bucket of ice. And then that copper wire pours off the hydrosol and um, essential oil at the same time. So when you do have the little glass set up connected to it, it's actually like a graduated cylinder and has the milligrams written on it. And as like I said, a little pour off valve so when you put a little bit of water in there first, what happens is the hydrosol mixes with the water that you put in there and the oil layer grows on top. So it, it's constantly, uh, the steam is constantly being fed to the condenser, the condenser is condensing, dripping it straight down on top of this thing. And most everyone goes off the rate of one drop uh, per second. If you're getting less than one drop per second, you can crank up the heat on the boiling flask if you're getting more than one drop per second, you can lower it. And that also has to do with where you can see condensation on the glass and you can, you know, measure it or dial it in. So you're getting the best rate of distillation at time. But for cannabis sake, everyone, you know, kind of comes away with the numbers everywhere between like one and 10% total terpenes. So it's a pretty efficient uh, distillation. It's technically when you do steam distillation, it's not called a extract extracts more defined as using solvents, but when you do steam distillation, it's still effective enough to get just about 100% of what's there. So like I said, if you did have a round number to start off with, if you did have a chamber, or if you had more of a smaller setup, it's all glass, and then you would have just like a glass bubble that they call the botanical flask. Maybe you can only fit like an ounce in there, so you'd get a lot less. So that would just be done for experimental things because you could never come away with any type of commercial yield off of one of those really small. I mean, that's like an essential oil distillation. I've seen that, but are you getting the THC <laughs> no. through that process? No. The, the way it works is on the molecular weight and uh, THCA is just past the molecular weight that can be passed off through steam. So then you have a terpene-less flour left yeah, you're left over with in this case like i said it could be intermediate between rso because everything besides terpenes is still left there in the flour you could theoretically 
finish the decarboxylate, because uh, you will partially decarboxylate the THC and other cannabinoids that are there. But you can isn't finish that, the Isn't that what Eagle was talking about? Yeah, a few episodes back, some guy that, selling the terpene. terpene that was me. I think so. I think we were talking. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Eagle. Oh, I was just saying, yeah, that was what I was talking about that night, Chedderbaum. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I was like, huh, this sounds familiar. I don't know about terpene-less flour. I mean, no, I, don't no, think, no. I don't think anyone's going to buy that on a mass scale, but it might be usable in a... You would have to put it in a joint, because if you saw it, if you saw what's left after this, even if, like I said, you dried it off in an oven, those buds are going to be like, you know, it's going to be visibly less bag appeal than brickweed so you'd have to roll it in joints and convince people that oh it's a pre-rolled joint and it's terpeneless and you know no one will call you out for smoking the weed out in public you know that kind of thing so Uh, what i would say is that like i said this is just an intermediate of getting to isolate the terpenes in their pure fraction before you go on to uh decarboxylating it and then making into rso whereas if you were to do that you know, terpenes are either diminished or uh, decompromised in that process. So this way, you get the whole steam distilled terpenes, just terpenes. Then you do the RSO and you get just cannabinoids. And then depending on what you want to put that in, either like a capsule or a tincture or a bath balm or like ointments or anything like that, you would do different ratios of the terpenes to cannabis. I can't, I mean, it sounds... Uh... I just want to see. <laughs> I learn better by watching, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I was going to say, too, the byproduct, you can that's what you put in pre-rolls. That's what they put in pre-rolls anyways. <laughs> right? Terpene-less weed. That's what you yeah. And come on, let's be honest about it. Pre-rolls suck. Yeah. My as buddies. As but I, but I, I don't know, like... I, I think there would there would be a better purpose for it, you know, instead of giving it to the uh, to the masses to ingest. Like, I don't know if you want to take the terpenes out and make RSO, like, do that, you know. Don't, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that would be a better purpose for it than pre rolls. Yeah, pre. They're trying to get rid of their waste. I, my buddy down in Southern Oregon, who has a huge hemp farm, has just developed a hemp pre-roll it's all really very nicely packaged which tells me it's shit right? yeah it's gotta be <laughs> it's gotta be shit right it's so, gotta be yeah. fuck i i've never have you ever had it i've never never bought a pre-roll never smoked one don't ever go there at all i mean i have i have a couple times just because they were there and <laughs> nothing really- else buy a whole bag or anything you know i was just there for a little bit so i was like oh whatever um but yeah i mean see vacuum what do i vacuum sounds like he's back i i try to keep my my room clean yes <laughs> it sounds like someone's vacuuming. Oh, I have my fans going. I should probably mute myself. 
That's why I have trouble hearing in here is because I got I'm in my bedroom and you know what's that? I'm in my bedroom, so what's that? <laughs> Ain't fucking with ya. <laughs> I like the cheddar pop. Isn't that why you had that must have been why you had your earmuffs on? I but then dude it my glasses get indented into my head and it feels like they're you know it's like there's gotta I need to move out of my bedroom, I think. Got ninety nine problems and you keep adding one. Yeah, I do. <laughs> 99 bottles of beer on the wall, 99 bottles of beer. Take one down and pass it around. 98 bottles of beer on the wall. Play that one. Yeah, yeah, we, we've heard that I, one. Before. I played that one, but I never finished. <laughs> Good point, right? GMO, cheers. Uh, <laughs> Right, so for kids, <laughs> no, 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 I didn't want to just drop a smart bomb again. I was waiting for someone else. No, no, I, I like your smart bombs. Um, then we can talk about them. They're better than the oh, smart bombs. I was gonna say you should start an OnlyFans for your tutorials. Ooh. Naked steam distill uh, distillations. Yeah, just call no. yourself. Call yourself the. Bitch. I'm pretty sure you don't have to be naked on OnlyFans. It's just up to you to whatever. The big right. red. I'm not the, a. The big red pill or something, you know. <laughs> too big, too big to swallow. Right, I don't want to give a uh, eagle PTSD. His name. <laughs> his name's really Rod, but yeah. you call him Red Pill. Right now, the name's taken. <laughs> okay I, i'm i'm gonna i didn't want to say uh something else i don't want to keep going on about the essential oils just for how you get to them but and this maybe not be could or could not be applied for cannabis terpenes i'll just start with if it could be um you know I, they started making them now they always had them but if you see like those little like glade plug-in things that they say they're essential oils you know you just plug it in your outlet and it just whatever fumigates or evaporates essential oils uh it's called a diffuser isn't it yeah you, you've seen the little one there's like one that's just for an outlet though you know, right yeah plug in. well what i thought and maybe I, this is another crazy thought you can stack this one up with the ones I usually think of is what if someone were to make a cannabis uh, essential oil plug-in that's devoted to the same essential oils you would put in for IPM, right? So now you don't really have to spray your plants. So you're not saying cannabis essential oil. You're just saying essential oils be. that are beneficial for IPM. It could be that, like, just say, I don't, I didn't want to name brand, but like the plant therapy stuff. Right, right. right? You could do that, a plant therapy plug-in, or if you could, if you figured out you had a strain of cannabis itself that was pretty tolerant to insects, then theoretically, maybe you could use that essential oil profile in these little plug-ins and then fume the room up smelling like that and the bugs don't want to come anywhere near the garden. 
Well, I want to say there was somebody talking. It might, it might have been abolished farms actually that was talking about. It. I think he runs into one of them where you put like, uh, it's not, it's not a candle, but it's like a wax, and then it, it melts away. Well, I have those. That's literally what I use to make the house smell nice. They're little wax cubes, and it's just like a little light bulb. The plate sits on the light yeah, bulb. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's kind of what my take was. And he had one that he put in his room and that idea of like an ipm like having a lavender or a thyme or something in it to, yeah. or a mixture or whatever it's basically the exact same theory but my whole theory of that is maybe it's more efficient because well maybe it's not as efficient but you don't have to spray actually anything at all on the plants it's literally just dispersed in the air surrounding the plants the bugs have to pass through that to get to the plant they have to be pretty damn uh, in need of that plant to go through whatever it is that we spray on them that they don't like. They're going to fly through the air with all those little particles flying around. You know, I would think it would make it more difficult. For, I would, my, I, <clears throat> and the best, and maybe, you know, this doesn't yeah, always work. Yeah, we, yeah, we know. Let, with, let me just throw this at you. So in the wild, mm-hmm. if there was whatever lavender thyme plant there, do you think that would be the same effect as having, I mean, do you think having that plant growing near your companion plants, keep those away? Because it'd be similar, right? Wouldn't it I, just be like, okay, there's a thyme plant somewhere close to it, but I'm well, in this case. I, I would think that with, there's already a lot of people that do that, that are probably convinced that that's why they're having less pest problems because they're companion plants. But me, I was thinking this is more of an artificial situation indoor where plants necessarily don't have to be there. And that's what I mean by I can't I can't speculate if it would be more efficient or less efficient. All I would know is the same effect as like anything else we try to get bugs away from. Right. If you don't want mosquitoes, you spray yourself with yeah. fucking mosquito repellent because so they don't come near you. That doesn't always work. It does, I guess, to some variable degree measure measurable degree maybe it's just one extra thing that helps you know or maybe it's the actual remedy the cure who knows like i said maybe you can use more higher concentrations of it because like i'm saying you don't have to spray it on the plants it's just in the air maybe there's some kind of contamination from plant stomata taking it up through the air i don't know you know but i just want to say hi to cats and the this guy this guy down here, I don't know this guy. Sus, sus and Cass. I, how'd that work out that both of you guys popped in at once? That's almost a tongue twister. Right? It is a tongue Cheers, twister. Cheers, you guys. Good That's to see you. Hey, what's yeah. happening, everyone? Good to see you, man. All right, now yeah. I can uh, talk less. Thank you, guys. Uh-huh. So <laughs> we also got towel popping in. I almost want to go back to hiding behind the camera. I, I've got I got a feeling Tal's got the razz coming. Oh, I can pretty much sit back and relax now. <laughs> the American one. What's up, brother? Hello, Eagle, Smiley, Red Pill, Cheddar Bob, Bingus, Cass Cass, and Sess. Let's grow. How's everybody doing tonight? See how a professional does it. There you go. And chat. Awesome. Everyone in chat. Good to see everyone. No worries, boss. 
It's so, so funny that um, our, our name, mine and Cass Cass's name is pretty freaking close. My name is actually pronounced kind of like hers. It's it's pronounced Kess. There's no, wow. I used to always say there's no ass in my name because everybody wants to call me Cass when there's no ass in my name. But it's funny that she's on here. All right, now I know better. I, you, I thought it was, let's see, it was like, a, you know, sus, but we got it, Kess. All right, so Kess and Cass. Look, I, I still don't believe this shit, but I heard it in, in an English class. The way that my name is pronounced is because I comes before E except after C, so that E makes a different sound. It's almost like cat, you know, C-A-T, there's a vowel there. You, you don't spell it with a K, but it still has that pronunciation that a, of a is K. That an English, is that an English name, though? Oh, no. It's really weird. Um, I was told when I was... I was told when I was younger that it was a Scandinavian name, but the more I looked into it and the read of the uh, the availability availability of the internet, um, most people that have my name are Asian women, which I am neither. <laughs> how's your How's your jaw feeling, man? Were you jacked up just the other day? Interesting. <laughs> it still is. It still is. I uh, it's feeling a lot better. What, you said so, the wrong uh, thing to an Asian woman? She clocked you? <laughs> yeah, she took care of the rest of my teeth for me. Yeah, you're looking way better than you did the last time I saw your brother. You had a towel on your face. Now you're smiling and yeah, grinding. Uh, yeah. I actually, I actually just came home, uh, uh, what was it, two weeks ago. I was on um, Green Bicycles, and we were doing bud washing. He, it, the show happened to be going on while we were bud washing, so I did a bud uh, showed how I do my bud washing and I just got home from actually doing some trim. We're almost done with the GMO and uh, it's looking really good. It's probably one of the better ones that I've seen here lately. It's really beautiful, really terpy. Um, it's definitely got that garlic on the, on the exhale of the smoke. And then a little bit later you start getting, I, I don't know why, I don't think it's mushroom and onion that the GMO stands for, but it does have that dirty motor oil kind of gritty taste to it. It's all it's all gas. GMO isn't isn't garlic mushroom onion. Yeah. It's not a dinner treat. Okay, good. No, it's all onion funk. <laughs> Can't wait to see oh, that. Yeah. Oh, it's it's looking really good. The guy actually said he wants to enter it into the cup event, which is in August. I'm like, are you really going to hold on to this that long? <laughs> he's <laughs> he's got the cut. I'm like, grow another one. You'll have another harvest before the cup event. <laughs> let's smoke it. <laughs> yeah, well, let's smoke it. It. maybe it's not as good as yours though. Oh, I don't have a GMO. I wish I had. Uh, uh, you work or something? Uh, it was his, it, it's a, a friend of mine's, and he had already. Uh, um, he brought the pro the plants over to my place to do the bud washing and drying because his room had already been reset because we harvested the rest of the room and it's been reset and clean. So he didn't have a place to really go and do his drying. So I have a facility already here. So we brought it here, did cool. the bud washing in the process. I just harvested a, a GMO. Came out really nice. Smaller, smaller flowers. Um, but the, the turf profile is just, just as I remembered it, you know, just like you said, that, that garlic node on the exhale, 
like it's it's like a roasted garlic too, not like a not like a fresh you know garlic. It's gone through the oven. It's gone through the oil. It's gone through the heat. You know, it's that blackened sort of. That's that's what the other guy said when I when I said like that that gritty motor oil, he said that he was thinking of more like a caramelized the the caramelized uh, um, when you do onions like you were saying, um, but the caramelized burnt stuff from the steak and the onions that caramelizing that yeah. happens in there that's what it did it had that taste on it. I meant garlic. I said onion. I know that. I realized it when he said garlic. Hey, Cast Cats, you're going to give us your uh, name, history, and where it derives from and all that? Yeah. <laughs> Is it Cassidy or no? Well, you don't want to tell. You don't got to tell. Well, um, my first name is uh, definitely definitely Cass. Um, and then um, it's short for a name that's longer than Cass. Absolutely. So there's that part. Um, I am pretty sure that my mother's Irish um yeah but yeah my first name is Cass it's C-A-S um the reason that my this started like this is because on Instagram I tried to make my um my screen name Cass right and then they're like no that's unavailable and so then I typed Cass again and they were like no you can't have you just can't have Cass so I kept typing Cass until Instagram gave me a green check and so I had that Instagram and then I, um, I, I like put an advertisement for hemp flower that I had that I grew in Colorado. I was like, yeah, hemp flower, $125 a pound. And then I got shadow banned oh. on that Instagram. So I made so a then new you one. Had to change it again. Yeah. 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 So now my Instagram is just Miss Cass, you know, and then I still have this one, Cass, Cass. So it's just, if you see like Cass and Cass, yeah, that's me. Hi. <laughs> it's Cass. Good to see you. Yeah, it is good to see you. Got some seeds here. You guys want to see? Wow. Those look pretty fat. I'm about to put these seeds. These are some hemp strains that I bred. I'm about to put these guys in some water, get them started for this year to go outside. You made those outside, right? Mm hmm. No, these I made inside. I made these inside for outside. They look healthy and fat, man. Good work. Good I'm actually about to go grab the water bottles right now. Yay. You're going to start so, all those? How many? Um, lots. Lots. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say. Lots. A whole bunch. Lots. A whole bunch of beanie weenies in there, for sure. <laughs> Gonna get it done. Some good work done for sure. It's gonna be a beautiful year. We've got so much moisture. Oh my gosh, we got so much moisture, you guys. Have you guys gotten lots of moisture where you guys are? We dude in Oregon, it's just caught. I mean, you can watch the moss grow between your toes and you stand outside long enough. Mm-hmm. It's moist too. It went from 50 degrees when fell asleep to snowing. Four hours later, we woke up. So, uh, yeah, it's very. Right now, it's pretty damn dry where I am. You see, Colorado got all that snow. It's like dumping. I'm jealous. Yeah. Is it because of the snow that you're all humid there in Texas now, or what? 
Uh, it, it was 70 degrees today. It'll be 70 degrees tomorrow, too. And Damn. the next day. Yeah, I think we're going to get a frost next couple of days over here. I think we have four inches of snow we're expecting. <laughs> Unless you, if you count snow as uh, moisture, yeah. Are you in the Canada, Red Pill? Hell no. Uh, Not, nothing against you Canadian, Canadians. <laughs> what country is that? Canada Minnesota? I, I'm in my own world over here. Yeah, Truly, especially yeah. with this COVID, uh, yeah, I'm in my own. I don't we know, just, man. We just want in. There you go. Everybody's going in. Super fast, red pill. Super <laughs> fast. It was almost instantaneous. Hell yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, really. Some Canadian did him wrong, apparently. Uh, no comment. Well, it's good to see you, Bengus, too. It's good to see all you guys, not just the cast cast. Cast is looking wonderful as always. It's good to have I like the ladies that show up there. A soft to touch, yeah. I like the ladies that show up there. They're very cool. Cast takes yeah. enormous <laughs> dab hits, man. Enormous dab hits. I just like, wow, how can you even do that? Sorry, Cheddar, what? No, I was just, it's good, Bengus, because we're starting to think you hated women, so... Oh, yeah. boy. No, man, I love it. <laughs> That's my, <laughs> my biggest hang-up, brother. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Sorry, I couldn't help it. <clears throat> yeah. yeah I, lived the ones in, are... I lived in San Francisco for a while. That was enough for me. Uh, Nine months. He, he got his full of gayness. Uh, He's done with it now. It's worse than Canada. <laughs> I wasn't even talking that. I was just, yeah. Full of Oh, my problem is I love the women too much. Uh, too much. I don't know, man. You get up over three of them around you, and it gets uh, juggling is hard. Questionable sometimes. You start questioning that love and devotion. There <laughs> it gets a little harder. Oh, no. Especially when they you realize that they all they all have their Thing at the same time and they all get grumpy at the same time <laughs> that's what a calendar's for you have to that's when you come home and your your alarm goes off or your calendar goes off and your phone and you're turn like, right around turn right around back back in freaking three hours when she's yeah. passed out i was gonna say back the truck there? up go on a camping trip Right. The back rubs and making lunch and things like that. Just saying. You I don't got to be sorry. If I ever try to make a joke, everyone just talk over me. <laughs> what was that joke again? I, I missed it. I'm sure. <laughs> You're going to want to hop in a truck and load it up with a bunch of capping gear. Make a little vacation out of it. Good one. <laughs> fishing trip. Yeah. That's how fishing trips were invented. Pretty sure. I think so. That has to be a cave. Pretty thing. sure. Pretty sure that's how deer hunting season was invented yeah. too. <laughs> you, you guys get the picture, right? Like they all seem to fall in these certain weeks of the month. I don't know. Like, 
may that's be aligned funny. with the phases of the moon. That's funny shit. You know, there is a lot of ancient texts where um, blood is used. You know, blood meal is very good for plants. Uh, yeah. I have a phlebotomist coming in. Gross, in that's called the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say, that is a gross fucking segue, There's some things I'm thankful that I don't say. It comes out a of good effort, else. though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, blood meal. Yeah, do you guys don't give your plant? Like, I cut my wrist and put a, a pint of blood in every plant. <laughs> Feed me, see more. <laughs> into it, brother. Dude, man, they, they like it. <laughs> you didn't tell somebody you're kidding, dude. That's I'm kidding, yes. I'm kidting out there. In town, man. Crazy, <laughs> out there crazy like, kids out there. I all said it works. I got the scalper. I got the scalper. It I, works great. I use rabbit composted. Uh, you're breaking up. What? That's good. It's better so than I, I use rabbit blood because I. It doesn't have to be composted. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going right back to sure that. That's what they did. They would make sacrifices so their crops grow. <clears throat> There's a lot of ancient texts like that, and the, the cycles of the moons and the ceremonies and the rituals and the whole nine yards. It's quite interesting. Cass, Cass, using the uh, bottled water for the seeds is very good. See, she knows how special cannabis is. <clears throat> is bottled Evian? water really runs pretty high, doesn't it? Like above eight? That Evian water does. That Fiji water does. I, I is think that why that Fiji tastes funny? Fiji's yeah, the only water that has like a taste to me. You know what I'm saying? It kind of does. <laughs> Fiji tastes funny because it's in a bottle. I refuse to buy Evian just because it says naive backwards. <laughs> Dumb fucks. <laughs> um, but no, I think spring water is a good, like if it's pol- if it's spring water, it's got to be a good pH, no? What do you got there, Dingus? That's what I mean. Earth no, not necessarily. It's from the spring. That's right, not necessarily. I have uh, five, five gallons delivered to my house once a month. It's cheap. Well, and it's, along uh, with uh, sacrificial uh, crop growing ceremonies, we can all, all go out and do a rain dance together. I'm sure that's one way. You're on fire. Rick. Thank you. <laughs> we got to get the <laughs> snare drum out. Ring I'm down for that. I'm so down for drum circles. Oh, well, yeah. Red Pill, you're going to go on stage, good. right? We got to get Red Pill on stage once. That's his uh, semi. Uh, one of your goals, right, was to do stand-up? Exactly. Uh, probably ever since I was 11 years old, I've toyed with the idea, and probably since the age of 27. I know this is all just yesterday, right? But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's been something me. I wanted to do, yeah, for a while. For sure. And you, you never did it? You never went up, like, in front of people and tried? Well, the, what I, what I want to recreate with something here now in, like, the present time is what I used to do almost every single day during English class during sixth grade. And we had a thing where you have to like write a little journal and either the teacher would tell you what the topic was or it would be like a free, a freestyle type thing. 
And all the kids would just be so like unmotivated to do it. They'd be like, man, just write a sentence or something. And I would always get super excited and I would uh, fill out the front page and back page of a loose leaf, like in 20 minutes of the story that just popped in my head. And I would go up in front of the class and read it because she would always ask, does anyone want to share their journal? And then I would always be excited to go up there, read the whole fucking thing. And people would literally be falling out of their seats laughing. And uh, I could I could show uh, a yearbook signing where someone references that like, dude, I used to love it when you would tell your stories. So I think if I, if I had that ability at one time in life, it's worth trying to, to do now again. And, you know, Red that, pill. what was that show you were saying that you wanted to get on? Kill Tony. Thank you. Go find that notebook from sixth grade and give us some fucking golden uh, nuggets, dude. And yeah, I need to, right? Do you still got some? No, a lot, not no physical copies of it. Uh, it sucks. A lot of my like old artwork, like I used to, you know, like, like I had two or three things that were like, okay, I had a self portrait that someone liked for whatever reason. I don't know why, right? But that got in some kind of like art show. And uh, they had like a little fifth grade type thing. And I got into the city newspaper for it where all the fifth grade kids in the school district had to draw like an outline of a dog. It was just like a, a sheet of paper with the outline of a sitting dog. And it was up to you to draw whatever you wanted inside the dog, make the dog whatever you wanted. Well, I made this, uh, I can go find pictures of it share them with you guys but from the uh i don't have the physical copy of it the person that had it wouldn't give it to me of course but i have pictures of the newspaper article where it shows like the the top pictures you have people voted on out of all the kids in this you know our fifth grade school district and for whatever reason at that time i was really into uh hieroglyphs and egyptian stuff and i the same time in fifth grade, we had like an accelerated reading course. Were you ever mm -hmm. keep your lunch money, dude? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just playing with you. Well, I I heard lunch money. What was that? I said, were you ever were you ever able to keep your lunch money? Yeah, don't don't worry about that, fucking. Uh, <laughs> whatever vibes I'm throwing off of. Yeah, I never got my lunch money taken. So, but anyways, this uh, thing, I, I was really in uh, Egyptian shit at, at this time in fifth grade. And I put like, uh, my I knew my initials and hieroglyphs and I drew like this weird, like uh, now would be really dope, like Illuminati art. I draw like a sun with an all seeing eye inside of it. And then I drew like a, a pedestal with a, a dude like in a fucking uh, robe holding up like an Alibaba Kirby sword and I drew a bunch of people beneath him like bowing down and like robes and stuff and I drew like the sphinx in the background but whatever for whatever reason that the people really like that they did a article on it or whatever they did it was like three other kids that they did too but it's like four out of you know hundreds of kids in fifth grade in the school district but all that art, a lot of the, when I was really into writing stuff down and drawing, a lot of it got uh, flooded in my grandparents' basement. Um, I still do got 
one I got upstairs. I, I think I got one etching I did, which was like a, it's like copper with like a black sheet of cardboard uh, construction paper over the top. And you take like a little exacto uh, knife and you like etch out the cardboard and let the uh, copper underneath show it. And uh, I drew a cheetah or a leopard, some spotted cat, like laying down with his paw in front of his uh, face, like his whiskers and stuff. And it was like shaded to where like one half the side of the picture, I barely did any etching. And then the other side, I did most of the etching. So it looked like the light was coming from one angle. And I told my mom when uh, that flood happened to try and go and retrieve anything that she could find in that basement. And the only two things she could find was like a little, uh, what, whatever you call it, that like plaster mold. I think it was like in either fifth or sixth grade. I made like a, it's on a wooden block and it's on like a little stand and it's like a plaster and spray painted mold of like a piranha or like a little ancient, I don't know, piranha looking fish that I made. And then the other thing was that etching. And I didn't even believe that the etching was mine because my memory kind of forgot about it. Uh, I was showing it to me and I'm like, no, that's like some, uh, that's a printing of like a photo that someone edited to make it look like that. And she's like, no, it's not. Look, it's got your initials in it. And then uh, I look in the bottom corner and it's got my uh, initials autographed on it. I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot. I totally made this. I'm probably going find that sometime or like said the newspaper articles or any of that but no I, I don't have any a lot of the I'll just finish up with this uh, my number one memorabilia thing that I wish I still had that my dad was for some reason kind of ashamed of and he made me throw away and I wish he didn't because it would show a lot this would be a really good thing to show and kind of have like a it's my own like cannabis memorabilia thing it's like the uh. oldest predated thing I had to like show how into cannabis I was at such an early date but in high school we got away with doing a uh, it was like a magazine or a newspaper class it was like like a uh, electoral or English credit type of class but anyways one of the assignments in the class was making our own magazine and we had a really cool teacher and all the other kids were like okay we'll just do something basic you know not nothing crazy at all and me and two of my buddies were like, can we make a High Times magazine? And the teacher was like, all right. And we wrote an article and I had a picture of me from uh, Winter Formal in 2007, as a sophomore. And I was in like a, a white suit, <laughs> a white suit with a, a salmon shirt and, and like salmon colored tie. So basically white and pink. And that was the picture that my buddy used for the article. And the article name was uh, my guy, Mitch. That's my first name, or Mitchell. Whatever. We're sharing first names today. Isn't that special? Anyways, <laughs> uh, the article was my guy, Mitch. And it was a whole article about how uh, I used cannabis for my glaucoma. And the teacher was, all, was cool with it. And it said it was like a hard copy, like a, it was, not hard copy that we got to make like in a printing thing, but we, it was like a, a binder and all the pages of the binder were like laminated pages. And there was other articles into it. There was like, I don't know, 10 or 12 pages of a whole bunch of other cannabis shit. But one of the pages was all like a story about me. I would have that. And I had that sitting on top of my, where my computer was and my entertainment thing. And I was, I would, I would have it. My dad would just get mad at me and he got to throw that thing away. 
it got thrown away. So. Well, they can't throw out your memory of it, Mitch. Right. I got. I got. I'm it. sorry, I got Ray it. Bill. It's cool. I got. Well, you guys, I, I'm sharing things, you know. So yeah, I'm man. Happy to Thanks. Share it. But I got expelled. This is in a whole different world where we had a ban on any electronic devices in our school. This isn't when kid. I might look young, but this is at the transition where there's no electronic devices in high school, and then after I'm out of school, you, a year later, kids are learning on tablets. But I got expelled my uh, senior year for having pictures of weed plants on my phone. So my phone got taken for texting. Then the you know <laughs> went to one hand to another, and then there's no privacy thing. And teachers go, "Oh, what is, let's see what we got here." And then <laughs> so yeah, pictures of my weed plants in high school is what we got got me expelled. Uh, second to last, it was the last quarter of senior year, too. So it was like just right before graduation. So, anyone else got any uh, <laughs> tragedy to share? I was just, I was just getting ready to say, has anybody else been uh, uh, had a, a fifteen? What is it? Fifteen minutes of fame? Besides Cal being the uh, the body double for Ben, ben Diesel, has anybody else had a? camera time or anything like that dude i was an extra for a little while i was in the background of a, uh, a couple of things i don't know if you could see me actually but i was there i was in the presence of harrison ford and lauren what was her name lauren something and you know major dad i hung out with major dad on a set once uh simon and simon what was that lauren i forget what lauren I don't think it was Lauren McCall. She's an old lady, right? I don't know, but some some actress fell down. I helped her up. She fell down on the ice. I've waited on a bunch of people. John Travolta. You gave him a massage? I was in the... Uh, no. no. <laughs> I was in the Bernie Mac movie, Mr. 3000, but that doesn't count because I was at Miller Park and there was a whole bunch of other people on the stage, but I was there for... Or, stands as the stage but doesn't count you know as i said you can't see me but i, I was, was there say, yeah. filmings of it <coughs> we're all hollywood actors people this is just a stage all the world's a stage yeah. i used to be on a uh uh a number one rated reality tv show survival for two or... years for two uh, years uh no dog the bounty hunter what that you got a horrible that much? They would. They, they, did he find you? Got, you? He found you. <laughs> yeah, you got, hey, right. You got in trouble that often. Yeah, I was a regular, right? <laughs> they never found you. Huh? No, for a while. For a while there, I was only the guy at the end of the show that was taking them into the uh, to jail when they when they would come into Colorado Springs. That's where I was stationed at the military. Um, and my boss was actually the white haired guy with the Gucci glasses, Bobby Brown. That was my boss. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, for, let's see, season 2006 and the end of 2006 and the beginning of 2007, you'll see me on there quite often. Um, hell, there was one time where, uh, it was actually the highest rated, uh, episode that they had. We were going after a guy named, um, Kelly Murphy and he took off and crashed. 
he crashed his Jeep and rolled it in the equestrian field. And then you'll see me come up with my, well, even before the, before all that happened in that episode, I'm in the beginning of it, picking up a guy. Then you, you always hear, Oh, we just got a call from the informant. That's me on the, I'm the informant. Cause I'm already sitting on the next house where they're going to be going to after this house. Um, and it's all real. I mean, there's no fake shit in there at all. Um, and the, but there's just a plan, you know, they go and do their shit and they know where they're going after that, if that person ain't there. So, you know, we kind of get in this, into positions and stuff, but um, there's been a few times where like that episode, I was in the whole thing. I had Leland, Dwayne Lee in the back of my uh, expedition. We went through the tunnels up in the equestrian field. Um, we wind up uh, meeting up with an informant, which was my, one of my, uh, what do you call them? Confidential informants. See, Kess is a UC man. Yeah, I'm scared now. He's a UC. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, but yeah, it, it was it was really cool. Really cool. My wife thinks that I'm like some kind of secret agent. Like um, uh, I have some have, secret life. Where you I have a security? You have a security clearance? You have to show up at oh, Langley yeah. in a few months. Mm, right no i do have a secret uh, i do have a secret uh security clearance because the computer system that i worked on in the military um there was very few people that worked on it i lived in uh colorado springs for six years i miss it hey cass you, said you, cass you said you bred those uh hemp plants in colorado what ones what do you got bred there i'm curious to hear about that i didn't breed anything at <laughs> all oh, cass <laughs> Hmm? Yeah, dude, I'm trying to talk to the cute blonde, not you, bro. I was stationed at Fort Carson in Colorado Springs for a while. No, I was asking about your hemp seeds you were showing earlier. Oh, these ones? Yeah. What's the strange he wants to know? Yeah. I, have, I haven't given them names yet or released them to the public at all. Well, you're going to release? We're releasing them now. We're asking. It's no. a secret. Don't push it. Secrets. Oh, <laughs> shit. Not ready to release them yet. But I will. All right. What who's, about it? Who's going to make the strain called crystals? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Chad. Yeah, Chad. I just want to say, what are you trying to find out of them, though? I don't know. You disappear. We're Magic down here. Under the table. Hello, my phone fell. We're down here. We're <laughs> down here. Hey, my phone fell. I don't Maybe know. Feel how. Like, I'm like Toy Story or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like. I didn't drop any of my seeds in my hand though. Yeah. yeah. What memory. are you trying to find out of them? What it like? What's your goal with crossing them? <clears throat> um, these ones. <sighs> Stabilization. Fully, like I think that they'll finally be be really fun and helpful and do what they're supposed to do. That's yeah. what I think. This thing is crooked. Oh yeah. There you go. think any of them are gonna pop over 0.3 percent? Nope. <laughs> these these I'm- ones for for honestly. For for um, several years, I've uh, been testing, and all my stuff has been really pretty good. Like it's it's been pretty good. So, can you finish late, or do you have to cut early? 
Um, usually it's a little earlier than, than some people. I, I, I try, I want to push it, but you know, we're always constantly testing throughout so that that way it's like my little report card so that I can see where, where I'm at. Like just test, 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 test constantly. It's like monotony, you know, but it's important. It's, it's like essential business. But, oh now there's no there's no plant count right so you're just limited to how many square uh square feet or acres you can plant oh yeah absolutely as long as you get your planting reports in and you know you're you're communicating clearly with the department of ag you know it's, isn't you testing expensive or no so you get bulk rates or something um i mean yeah it gets, it's it's a couple hundred dollars you know, each round, each cultivar. Farmer Freeman's doing a stimulus package right now. It's like 450 tests for 1400 bucks. Oh, that's probably cool for somebody. Hey, uh, Cheddar Bob and Cass, we're going to have a problem, aren't we? But so they were saying in chat to turn your phone sideways so like it'll get the, the wider view they're asking for. Just wanted to. They want a wider view of me. Yeah, dude. I, yes. I don't know why, but apparently, so they're asking for more. Well, you can see your plants. They, they you want more. Know. They want more of cast. They definitely don't want more. Of <laughs> they just added you in. You were just rounding. <laughs> thanks, thanks for throwing me under the bus, Smiley. That's really. <laughs> funny. But, uh... That's funny. We're just throwing him in there. I have another uh, hemp question. Do you see people doing steam distillation or testing the terpenes and seeing how much oils are there? Um, hell yeah. People like, um, and, and people have been doing that all over. People are doing everything with hemp. It's, it's insane. I even, I make jokes. I'm like, oh yeah, all I need is my CBD pillowcase with my hemp vibrator and I'm good to go. On my hemp pillow and this and that. Like, it's like, you know vibrator no yeah there's like hemp's everything like i make a joke like like telling the industry like how far they go is just really silly like sometimes yeah, I hear that too. Like, you know <laughs> like do they have hemp condoms yet huh Hemp condoms yet they probably do like they got lube they got all kinds of crazy shit i'm like y'all really i'm it's I wouldn't trust a biodegradable condom <laughs> That's but what I honestly, think about. I think as far as like terpene, dis, like there's a lot of the the company that I used to own in Colorado that I walked away from. It um we we sold our our terpenes. You could get private stock, which was our plant derived terpenes. There and then there's a lot of companies that are selling their own terps. And I mean, have you guys ever heard of that company, True Terpenes? Yes, yes. Oh, I love that company. Do you guys like that company? I don't know. They don't use all cannabis, though, do they? No, much about. They, you can you can pick and choose which you want. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. I'm from Maine. We have nothing. Yeah, I never <laughs> even had a bottle of terps ever in my hands. The only thing, like, I'm I'm more of like a, I guess, looking at the end of the picture, the biggest, you know, more of like a dreamer for that. And true terpenes, I think, is just where it starts. Like, why I asked and what I think about. Uh, is how we can engineer cannabis to have specific kind of terpene profiles 
And a lot of cannabis has the ability to have more terpenes in abundancy than like, let's say in lavender's sake, the number one uh, terpene in lavender is linalool, but true lavender only yields between one and 2% essential oils. Whereas you can engineer cannabis, maybe if it's CBD dominant or for sure THC dominant, there's plenty of evidence for, but if you, in, the, in these laws that we have right now, if you can still keep it under 0.3, but have real high amounts of CBD, which help the plant and have higher amounts of terpenes. Uh, if you can kind of engineer that to kind of replace uh, botanicals that have real actual low yields, like in, the, in like uh, santanol comes from sandalwood. And a lot of it comes from uh, places where it's really hard to propagate sandalwood. And it's almost like, why do we have to grow sandalwood trees to have the world satisfied? with all this sandalwood oil is there a solution to that? And then there, there is through chemical, uh, you know, organic chemistry of finding a, a synthesized version of santanol. But then there'd be also, you know, if we could test strains that we think smell like sandalwood and cannabis, and if they come with higher amounts of santanol in there than actual sandalwood trees, then you can save sandalwood trees by producing, you know, hemp large scale and just getting the sandal, uh, santanol from the steam distilled hemp rather than old ass or uh, hard to cultivate or places where uh, we're not necessarily destroying them, but... Wait, 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 wait. Red pill, old ass has santanol in it? What ass in it? Old ass? Did I say old ass? Yeah, you did. Sounded like it. <laughs> I don't know where I put yeah. that in. You took, oh, I think old-ass seeds, maybe, or something. <clears throat> I meant it, you have to, you can't, right now you basically have to go into a forest that already has sandalwood in it. There's not a lot of people propagating sandalwood for essential oil. It's really hard to do. You got to wait till the trees get old. They do a certain thing to the soil where it only makes it worth growing sandalwood trees there. It's just not, there's not, there's not really a place for agriculture and sandalwood and you could fix that. And this is just one example. If you did find cannabis strains that had more of a higher content than that specific terpene that people like so much in uh, sandalwood. Like exactly, so the easier exactly. one would be lavender because plenty of cannabis strains produce linalool and a lot of them produce more linalool than actual lavender plants. So you could grow theoretically less lavender in the world and more hemp if you wanted more linalool. Like if the whole world's market needed more linalool for whatever perfumery or I like any other of that yeah for sure because you could it's, harvest multiple things from it too you could still get your high your, about, yeah in, it's, it's fiber it, and and your terpene it was back CBD the, and uh, popular mechanics magazine in 1935 that said hemp was the new billion dollar industry is that when you got your first subscription to popular mechanics i was i was born in 1933 yes Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was the billion dollar industry, and like one of the popular mechanics uh, things was hemp. The billion dollar it industry. Is, though, man. Yeah, when that's back, it replaced a lot of shit. There's it got oh, shut yeah. down by a lot of shit, man. There's mm -hmm. a ton of truth to that, especially when you consider even just just the fact of ethanol production being based off corn. Just that alone, that farmland could be used with hemp, and it produces more ethanol 
then corn does. So right there, and, corn, and corn is more susceptible to pests. Yeah. You have to grow GM genetically modified corn. So now it's not just corn and all that acres and it's square evil plant. corn. Yeah. Plus whatever shit they sprayed on it. I'm damn right, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just there's a lot of answers to a lot of different things, especially when we start exploring the different uses. So like actually deriving hemp cultivars that are, you know, like back in the day, the original industrial hemp's were the long, skinny, they were made for the fiber, you know. So I mean, we can start actually breeding like like what Red Pill's saying, even if it's just to find a, a certain terpene that fits the market, you know, and now instead of growing fields of lavender, we can grow fields of hemp and we have all these other side benefits along with hemp cream. Of what they were trying to do and making the lavender anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it's a pretty interesting thought, for sure. These are just crazy. I'll stop calling them crazy thoughts, but these are just what pop, you know, bounces around in my head. Either in you know recently, like kind of just when I watched the episode early earlier, and maybe wanting to try to get more people to be open to if they're if they're RSO producers doing steam distillations as an intermediate in between. RSO or like I said this this hemp idea actually popped in my head from seeing one of those uh, oil tankers you know 18 wheeler oil tankers and I'm googling how much whatever oil is in those tanks I'm like hmm how much would one of those tankers be worth if they were filled with cannabis terpene like not hemp but just like you know our whatever THC uh, high what high demand hyped terpenes if that if that whatever tanker was filled with those and how uh Cass mentioned uh true terpenes the numbers in this equation that i built off of was when blue river or tony brazura was around and i think the measurement was like uh 60 or 70 dollars for 0.2 milliliters and if you extrapolate that to what i figured out would if you could cultivate varieties that were like freak show varieties that had nine or 10% terpenes, it would take 94 acres of planting in one square foot. Forget the number of plants it is, that's millions of plants, but 94 square acres of planting and square foot uh, hemp plants, I guess, uh, ideally from stable seed stock that had 10% terpenes that would yield enough to fill one of those tankers. And if you went all the way up, obviously it'd be worth less and less as bulk and as wholesale. But if you went all the way up from $60 for 0.2 milliliters, it came out and I did the math over and over and over and over again to make sure. But 94 acres of that expensive terpenes would come out to $18 billion. Just the terpenes, nothing else. None of the other byproducts that come away what what numbers did you use? So, like I said, the the ten uh, percent terps, ten percent terps with however many plants uh, based on square footage fills ninety four acres, and that was all. I forget the magic number of what one of those tankers holds, but I just did the equivalent of that. If it is like fifteen thousand gallons, how do you get fifteen thousand gallons of terps? Well, you need ninety four acres of millions of plants that have ten percent. Yeah, but I mean, how are you getting your billion dollar price range? I just said the the blue terpene or the blue river. He was selling 
0.2 milliliters for $60. So if you brought that price all the way up, that's why I said it wouldn't be that because it would be bulk and wholesale at that point if you're shipping tankers across right. the country. But at that retail market for just $60 for 0.2, if you figure out what that would be worth, 15,000 gallons. Is there country. demand like that for that? No. No, there's not. I have no idea. Uh, so, I would, yeah. I would, That's why. No one, no one, no one wants. And here's how. Wait, just, no one wants fifteen thousand gallons of terpenes. So here is my whole theory on that. Like they don't need to be that expensive. You don't need to pay uh, sixty dollars for 0.2 milliliters. Which I can't do the math in my head. Where most essential oils, it's based on how the value is based on per liter, right? Like uh, rose essential oil, not absolute actual rose steam distilled essential oil is worth anywhere between how how much demand there is on the market between like seven and eight thousand dollars that what i mentioned before the hawaiian sandal for one liter yes for one liter the hawaiian yeah. sandalwood is even more it's thirteen thousand dollars per liter yeah but if you have every yahoo that can grow cannabis doing steam distillation then there's not, not we're not there yet though i could do this theoretically if someone had the funding i could do this starting it's too late well, this year but next year here in wisconsin well, now but, the cat's yeah. out of the bag everybody's gonna do it no, my I'm bad there's a lot of groundwork left to be made because i know there's no hemp varieties that produce 10 percent essential oil some some of them are doing it though i'm, I'm pretty sure Cass. Already. Here's Mendo yeah, Dope. I, I don't know. I, I don't Mendo, I want to say for sure. Mendo Dope and Chad. Are there many, are there many cultivars getting 10% terpenes anyways? No, that's, I mean, uh, that's what he said. The, what ha, what you have to do is... Even still, though, we, if you could pull it in harvest and have something with a 3% terpene, I'm sure... You know, and yeah, I mean, if it's 3% terpenes, and instead of 94 say, acres, you need 94 you don't times get the full tanker full, you only get half the tanker full. You know? Well, that's me. 94 half acres, if plant, count, if, if plant count isn't a problem, and it's just about how much money we got to work with how much land we can get, even if you're working with 3% terpenes and a final yield instead of growing 94 acres you would grow whatever 270 acres no. and come up with the same tank i think the biggest hurdle for all this stuff even like like the plastics derived from hemp i think just the hurdle, biggest hurdle is getting it where the farmer you know like if i'm a farmer and i own the farmland i'm trying to plant something that i know where the fuck it's going at the end of the season right like i don't want to plant that and be like oh fuck nobody's gonna buy this shit so uh, like when you would just the market for that there's like you know and the, the price the has, to be has to be there like well that's what i'm getting to is like for the farmer mm -hmm. to want to grow hemp there has to be a market for it and for there to be well a this is what i mean this is when i came up i'm dating myself hemp. i'm dating myself when i reference blue river this is you know six years ago when i came up with this and my whole thing was i was scared that he was going to take over what we're talking about the market and yeah there is a huge market for not just hemp derived terpenes not plant derived terpenes but true girl scout cookies and tangy and gelato and gmo people want those terpenes in mass and uh, yeah no one wants to spend 60 dollars for 0.2 milliliters when if i were to be able to do this i could sell you 60 milliliters for two dollars you know what i mean 
and still, still have market. the biomass. So that I like exactly. the idea because you could still you would have a market. There's a million products I can make from it after still, there. Take the stocks and make biomass. Yeah, like make hemp breed from the stocks. You know, there's still money to take off, and that whole process did I forget to mention is only the terpenes. So I have 94 acres of all that cannabinoids. And then there goes my pen market, my cream market, my topical market, my gummies market, soda or infused drinks market, you know, there's all that. I want a hemp farm, man. I got a, I got a, uh, some opportunity maybe with a friend. So neither one of us are farmers though, but he owns a tractor. So we're halfway there. Do it. That's all you need. <laughs> he's got some land. He's like, I mean, I don't know, man. He's, he's cool ass dude too. Processing so, part is the deal, most important but... aspect of it. Smiley, the processing and getting everything yeah. dried properly, growing it, no problem. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I'm just thinking like out loud. I mean, like, so even if it's one acre, that's 1,800 plants. You know what I'm saying? I got to come up with seeds somehow and figure out getting them out there. And is that a square foot? Is is 1800 plants in an acre oh, square foot that's about uh, i think it's on a three foot spacing with a six foot in between rows oh, okay so it'd be even more square footage that's i based this number on i didn't even you would like i say 94 acres of canopy basically but there'd be lanes and rows and roads in between yeah i think that's pretty i don't know maybe Cass probably knows more about it she's doing it i worked with i, I came up with very specific numbers and this is this yeah. besides just me being red pill and telling people about this in a private chat. You know, this is the first time I'm talking to whatever, a hundred people about it. So. The, uh, if you need seeds, let me know. I work with a lot of, I consult with a lot of hemp farms in Southern Oregon that have excellent seed stock and I can get anything you need really. That'd be cool, man. Yeah. They were talking about, Distilling out the terps on hash church like three or four episodes ago, and how they you know they figured out they obviously figured out how to do it, but I think they figured out an easier way or some shit. Yeah, I mean they've been they've been distilling terps for a long time, adding them back stuff. Hmm. Steam distillation comes from uh, the uh, alchemists. It's like five hundred years old as far as true steam distillation goes. It goes further back into like the Middle East and Iraq was the first person to ever do it. But where people started doing it is- uh, The Anunnaki taught them. Yes, Kokoboel or one of the 20 angels in the book of Enoch who taught plant uh, medicines. Hemp is, grows and looks just like cannabis. And uh, dude, they, they're beautiful. Some of the strains and varieties now in hemp are just amazing. I'm, I'm thrilled. I think actually hemp is going to outperform the THC plants. Pretty much what do you more. mean by outperform? There's the market will be so much bigger. Oh out. yeah, there'll be more of them growing too. Yeah, yeah. I think there will be just anyway with like because you can grow it anywhere. Like even red states, you can grow the hemp. You know, you get your like your permit or your license and. There's fields of hemp in red states. Yeah, there's fields of hemp in Long Island. Southern Oregon, you get I gotta go down visit. to a certain point about mid-Oregon. There's on I-5, there's hemp fields just every, I mean, just everywhere. That's <laughs> why there's going to be food shortages in the upcoming years. Everyone's switching to hemp. 
<laughs> I guess you can eat it, but I don't know how nutritious it is. <laughs> I eat it. Oh, man, it's a, it's a fucking healthy feed for livestock. It's like it, the seeds it can, are it can too. replace bedding. Like hay is like a really horrible thing too for raping lands because like really? yeah, it's there's <clears throat> it goes on and on. The uses really do go on and on. It's crazy. Hmm. It's mind blowing yeah. that it's not a concept that people are even like like the people in the world where that could actually use it or do something. It's like yeah, they're not making not even anything in their universe, yeah, yeah. dude. Like they don't even think that way at all. Right. Like, not even and now they're graphene. making now they're making hemp graphene. Well, they're starting it. Yeah, stuff. yeah, dude. I saw that. That's that could be a sick. game changer, right yeah. there. Dude. Yep. The other one I think that's a real game changer for hemp is the fucking. Uh, the biodegradable plastic shit that they make from them because there's a company yeah. right here in my in grand rapids michigan that fucking they have the technology to make it and their biggest issue was to have the the people uh, accept it yeah like the product to be able to make it because it requires a certain size pulp of the uh i don't remember yeah well smiley i don't want my uh you know my cup of soda the bottom to fall out because it's biodegradable or some shit I don't give a fuck, dude, if it's being made out of hemp and it ain't plugging up landfill. I'm only joking. How's that not yeah. a win fucking win? And garbage bag. Yeah, drink, had, it. Like, the... drink it faster, Tal. Yeah, why did it? Why hasn't like? Because they had biodegradable plastic bags, and like, <laughs> why isn't cares, that pal. used everywhere? Yeah, why? Well, not even hemp. Countries have outlawed them though, and, and I think California and certain states have outlawed. Well, yeah, we got all. Like, we we got went back to paper bags and shit. Yeah, paper straws. Yep, yep. That's a game changer, man. For real. You think of disposable yeah. plastics, if you could replace all disposable plastics with something biodegradable and made from... That, food, like that would save the world. As that, so, garbage, that garbage island out in the ocean? It'd be like degraded by right, now. Right, it would be right. Yep. And, and if it was in the fish, it'd be healthy for them. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. All right, start to change the world, Smiley. You're on that one. All right, yeah. Red Pill's going to be getting 94 hey. because of hemp going. Bringing it. Just bring fish, it in. Fish do have endocannabinoid systems, going to be flooding the market with terpenes. Oh, oh, right. oh, Terpene-infused biodegradable hey, plastics, free, free, dude. Free OG drinking for it, anyone that wants them. How's that a bad thing? Eat the cup after you're right. done and taste good because of the terps. Have you ever wanted to bathe in a tub of OG terps? Dude, when I spilt my uh, coconut oil when I was infusing it, I freaking lathered myself up pretty good. You'd probably get some hives or something. You could got high from freaking slapping it on his skin and his hands and shit. That was the butter. Oh, I felt the the butter fucking run down my arms and shit. I got high as shit. High as shit. I wasn't it. My wife was making butter one time, and I told her to put gloves on. She's like, no, I don't have to. And she, she doesn't really use cannabis at all. And, man, she got her hands all lathered up in oil and butter. And about two and a half hours later, she was out on the couch. There's certain parts of your body where it'll go in easier. Like, they say that forearm, your forearm area, like, behind... They say they'll absorb it to your skin quicker there and other places that uh in your bingus, I mean your bunghole. Yeah. (laughs) For real. For real. I wasn't gonna say that, but like yeah, they say like your (laughs) tooth is freaking absorbable. 
You know, there is another thing somebody you guys mentioned about eating them too, like the hemp seed. Hemp actually is one plant that makes all the, there's like three mega fatty acids that it'll make in a seed too. So it's like super health. It's like a super food, dude. It's a you could survive an hemp, hemp seed alone, yeah. they say. Yeah. Well, that's it's got enough protein in it and all that shit. Like, yeah. That's what the Chinese what. originally used it for like 10,000 years ago. They used the yeah. seeds as a, as a food source, you know, like chia seed or quinoa or something like that mm-hmm. well, yeah. you, you guys think about it you you can sprout it you can make milk out of it you can make condiments out of it you can make cheeses out of it i mean it's 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 really ridiculous the amount like i said it there's it doesn't end what you can do with hemp ever it's magic it's freaking insane i was actually just about to ask uh, you if uh if it's true that the hemp industry the number one thing that they want to actually grow hemp for is seed production but everyone's worried about pollinating all the other cannabis grows it's even though hemp seed is what theoretically what the market is has the least uh feminization you want to know my opinion on that as a hemp farmer if you come to me as a marijuana farmer i'm going to tell you that if you go to the Department of Ag and you ask the Department of Ag that you are upset that I pollinated your crop, they're going to tell you that you made a conscious decision to put your crop where you put it. That is your conscious decision. That's good. So make more hemp seeds, right? It's a problem. So they're doing it in Canada. That do sure. not all males. What you're saying is go fuck yourself. It's yeah, is the problem, all right? And that's what I, when I worked at Jupiter Seed, that was the biggest problem, all right? They were trying to make feminized hemp seed. Why? Because if you make regular hemp seed, half of your crop's going to be gone. So you lose half your acreage, right? So they want feminized. Well, feminized seeds, if you don't do them right, especially uh, depending on the strain, can hermaphrodite badly. And then you get it spread. And this stuff will go everywhere. I mean, it's it's a huge problem in in Southern Oregon anyway. All right, it's a huge problem. I think it's unstoppable. It's it. Here's the thing. I well, made a I made a pretty good living there for a while last summer, consulting with hemp or hemp growers and telling them the only way you're going to get stability in your product is to use a clone and grow it indoors. And I and I sold probably 150 hlg lights to hemp to this one guy that a had cloning a operation no it was dude he grew oh. them indoors he cloned them and then grew they don't want to use clones outdoors because the rodents will you don't have that tap root you see and so you can have problems with rodents and pests but indoors not only do you control the strain and what you're growing as far as the FDA or the feds testing it, right? Um, but it's you can rotate it, right? Stephen at HLG uh, invested mm-hmm. in a indoor hemp farm that's RDWC, mm-hmm. and they rotate that monthly, mm-hmm. and it's just a big, beautiful. I mean, in the indoor hemp, fuck, it was. I was just like, wow, you know. And you you use indoor lighting like HLGs or spider farmers or whatever. But you also use these tubes that come through the ceiling that have automatic on and off uh, shutters on them. 
So you supplement the outdoor lighting with the indoor lighting and you can just rock it with, uh, with the hemp. All right. I wish we could find a uh, investor that had Foxconn money. If anyone knows what Foxconn is, it's where your iPhones used to be made before they had to move here to uh, where I'm at. Uh, their old building was like a slave labor facility that they had to have uh, suicide nets hanging on the outside because how many people jumped out of the building. Well, anywho, here where I'm at, they built their one of the world's largest facility plants in the world, right? Pretty much right in my neighborhood. And I'm wondering if anyone's got that kind of money to do like what you're saying and like basically a in indoor hemp cultivation, especially dedicated to what I said, high terpene hemp, basically. THC less high terpene. Are you sure they shut down Foxconn? Can I say something? Can I say something about growing hemp clones outside? Okay. Um, um, for, for four consecutive years in Colorado, I grew um, hundreds of acres of industrial hemp clones outside planted fields. Our fields, um, one tip for you, Bingus, plant your clones in the evening time because soil temperature goes up too high. And then your hemp clones die. I've also had my hemp clones go completely underwater, watched my ex run outside screaming, oh my God, everything's going to die. Because they were like under like, you know, a few feet of water. I was, I just sat inside and hung out and, you know, ate some whatever. But yeah, so long story short, um, yes, uh, hemp clones can be planted uh, by tractor. Have a few people walk behind the tractor just to kind of poke them in, you know, and make sure that everybody's all right. Plant them at night. Uh, make sure your soil temperature is proper. Uh, make sure, you know, you guys know everything else about your, your pHs and all that other fun stuff. But just outdoors, I see a lot of people's biggest mistake is their disregard for the soil temperature. But I yes, um, I, I have planted entire fucking crop circles of little baby clones about this tall. And yes, the rodents love to eat the shit out of them. I've actually had the most amount of my plants eaten um, <sighs> further, closer, like, the field mice, they suck, you know, they're always closest to like your what what gets warm and shit like that, you know, um, your damn water arm and stuff. But there's they get eaten, you know, it is what it is. There's stuff to deter them. But at the end of the day, it's it's still the profit margins were there. Um, uh, goals were met. Um, there's a lot there's a lot of paperwork that goes into it just make sure your planting reports are done your harvest re reports are done you know you got these little windows that suck i feel like a lot of the people that make these rules have never farmed a freaking daisy in their life but absolutely don't disregard the soil tim all right dude all right, very good points the guys that i've been working with <clears throat> like 650 acres and they use automatic planters right and they just had trouble with clones and they would only do seeds. Uh, I do see, yeah. I, I like, you see all this? Like, yeah, that's great. I, but I agree with we, you. Can, it can be done. You just have to be more diligent. And it gets hard, harder, <laughs> the, the harder it gets. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll rand up the damn stray cats for you guys that's and send them over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do have a question for Bingus and Cass. And yes, sir. Do you, do you either individually or have people that you know doing anything in Wisconsin? Nope. Not that I know. See, because I don't know if you guys know, uh, during World War II, for a very short time, the U.S. Uh, military, a 
allow the planting for uh, hemp, for fiber and such. Um, and they use two different states, Wisconsin and Kentucky. Okay, now I have a question for Cass. How much, what, how big is your field, Cass? Or can you say? Right now? Yeah. As big as it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I, I just was curious. Anyway, uh, the larger you get, the more tr trouble you run into. I mean, a lot of these guys have tractors that are the size of houses. You know what I mean? It's big. Yeah, ideas. so... So the loss to mice, though, must be like, um, you could just count that in for the numbers, no? You, if you well, have that yeah, much. To, exactly, and, but they try to cut all the corners if they can. Uh, they try and max everything, too, yeah, I'm sure. Because yeah, yeah. About, you do get to a certain point where you're so big that you really are taking out a lot of the profit margin, right? Because even if you have damage to certain percentage of your field, your production it costs to make all that stuff is still underweighing the amount of harvest you get, whatever you get at the end of the crop, right? right. You sound cheddar, Bob. <laughs> the, the guy I was working with too in Southern Oregon, Sovereign Farms, you can check him out. He uh, was getting hit with the feds for testing too. And so he was, you know, he wanted to know how he can maintain consistency. He could wait clones, man. You know what I mean? And he actually owned a 650-acre, used to be a milk, milking farm. So he took one of the barns and he turned it into the indoor, right? But he didn't go RDWC. He used uh, dirt. I'm not even sure what. I think he made his own. And he did really well. He did better indoors than he did outdoors in comparison. You know what I mean? But 650 acres, the guy's a multimillionaire. I, mean, I was just going to say it. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap my head around that that amount. And like I threw out the number 94. 94 it's, is minuscule to 650. And I was talking about in the billions uh, on a ter terpene market scale. If we're going to value terpenes at hundreds of dollars per milliliter, which they, there's no need for that. And when you do that kind of production, you're lowering that. You're, you're, you know, the price probably came, you're, came you're down. Literally, you're literally stomping on Tony Vizera's balls if you do that. You know what I mean? Redfield, the price probably came down since you made those calculations, I would imagine. Uh, no. It, like how long said, ago was it? No, well, it doesn't matter how much time has gone between. No one's done what I'm talking about yet. There's, there's uh, so no, there's still not a lot of turf saying. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that Cass is able to use clones, though, because there's, there's way more control over the no. end result. Uh, no, I start with seed. I start with seed. Do you take clones? You said you were using clones sometime. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, those those clones come from a plant that started from a seed. Right. Well, every clone does, Cass. I mean, not to be a wise ass. <laughs> I'm just saying. But yeah, using the, the clones outside, do I direct sow the dirt into the dirt, the seeds? No. Do you, do you find, so do you like pheno hunt your seeds and find the one you like to clone? Um, yeah, I already spent years, a few years doing that with the hemp. Now, now I have, you know, okay. a few buckets and a few little baggies that I really like. Um, All right. It's a big industry. It's just so excellent that people are getting into it, quite frankly. I think yes, how, how, when you uh, harvest the hemp, what is it primarily used for? Are you guys turning it in a group well, or is it? <laughs> 
Well, this, the reason that I'm sprouting this is because it's going to, it's, it all has a, a contract and a buyer. I wouldn't have planted it. I, I wouldn't have sprouted the seed unless I already had a buyer for it. Um, that's, you know, number one. Um, <clears throat> number two, um, it's all going to be processed into uh, oil that the buyer wants. So in that case, which is crude oil. I would just ask because like some some are growing like for smokable flour or like fiber production or different things. So that's what no, I was just getting ready to say. And I was going to say the fiber people don't care about the males at all, right? They could just use those stalks. They may even be better than males for fiber. It, it actually, well, yeah, if I'm not if seed. I'm not mistaken, the males are actually what they want the fibers from. The fibers on the male are more harder and coarse. So they want those for like bags and when they make concrete and stuff like that. So that was what I was going to try and bring back to that whole problem with how people get their stuff seeded and this big, you know, hemp and, you know, versus THC and getting it cross pollinated. And Cass is right. They will tell you that, you know, and this hemp field over here is a, uh, you know, big, legit, Big, yeah, big company on the map. You know it's here, and if you plant within the range of, you know, you're going to get your plants screwed if there's a male, then it falls on you. But there really needs to be that. It's more the. Uh, I, I think it needs to be more the responsibility of the individual growing in the area to know, hey, if you're going to plant outdoors. If you're downwind from Joe Blow up here, that's got hemp fields. There's a good possibility you're going to be affected. <clears throat> Yeah, like I said, the Department of Ag is going to tell you that you made a, a conscious decision to put your crop there. So, Cass, does your all your hemp plants get end up getting seeded? Um, yeah, that's why a lot of them I I, I uh, put um, into oil this crop specifically. I do have some fields that are smaller in uh, more private locations that I select very carefully to make sure that they are so far away from anyone and everything and all the other companies, like way, way, way out there. Right. Um, that, now, like I said, I make a conscious decision to put my crop there so that it doesn't right. get seeded. So you know. Now, does the hemp seed oil come out when you process it? Or oh, some, some people process for like, like, uh, like hemp seed oil. Yeah. Some people do that. I, I don't do that. I, I'm nope. talking about using the alcohol extraction and making a crude oil. The hemp seed oil, though, that's in the seed, does it come out when you use the alcohol? Like, does the hemp seed oil come out of the do seed? You, do you remove your product? Seeds? Do you remove the seeds before you do the alcohol extraction? I'm sure she does. Well, no. you, don't see, you don't seed a hemp crop that's going to be no i shove a mass it looks like it's it's like think of like a think of a, a shine still and you're shoving masses amounts in there you know i can imagine that yeah but if i, I want to like there's I, fields I just, that are specifically for seed and those those ones you know I'll but i'm saying like, your oil isn't getting contaminated with hemp seed oil is my question really yeah no. or is it okay no, there's there's usually hemp seed growers, and then there's usually hemp oil growers. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you missed yeah, the point. Like I'm saying, I said, there's different seeded. fields for different yeah. different things. Yeah. Like right. it depends on which field is is used for what. You know what I mean? There's different fields. Like like there's a, a like like they say there's a time and a place, but there's 
different fields for different things. Like each, each one has their, their reasoning and their, their purpose. And, you know, and like I said, that they, they, I, I made a conscious decision to put certain ones in certain places, you know? Do, do you know any of these people that make primarily crude oil, if they would want to do a, a steam distillation run as an intermediate, collect terpenes and then still do a, a run that doesn't lower the yield of any oil that they'd normally be producing? Because now you have two problems. I want to say, like, aren't people already doing that steam distillation on, on that? There's the companies that that you they pretty much have a very high tech methodology, so they're going to be able to incorporate whatever you want them to do. At least the ones that I I familiar with, and they have great big, I mean they're huge facilities. So I don't, I mean I don't I don't know the answer to that question to be honest, but. The CO2 thing, I mean, that, injured when I the CO2 extraction, um, I've had some of that. I kind of, that's what I, I use myself on a crude hemp oil that I take. Uh, we combine three hemp plants together to get a very high CBD. And then I, I use that oil. I take a gel cap every three days now. Um, and it's very beneficial, extremely beneficial. And you can make it more pure, I mean, distill it down. But I find that the crude oil, for me anyway, seems to work best because it has a widest spectrum of things within it. So it's it's a big industry as far as uh, the oil goes. It's And then you also have to be careful where you drop your stuff off to have it processed because you really don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can kind of siphon off a little bit and keep it for themselves. So. You want to know the worst thing I ever had happen to me from a processor besides getting absolutely like, um, well, okay. So the worst, worst thing I ever had happen to me with a, with a processor was they Straight literally, up. um, this one, they mixed my oil with another hemp farms oil and I had better terpenes than them. They had no, no terps. They had shit oil. And I was so pissed. It was like cutting my oil. That, you know what I mean? So my yeah. numbers, I was like, yeah. they, that's they can what pull all kinds me of shit. off the most. Well, they can pull all kinds of shit to increase their profitability is what they're trying to do. And uh, you have to really know, you have to have a reliable place to do it. As you trusting yeah. anybody. The, the, a lot of where my terpene knowledge comes from is the number one certifier in uh certifying uh, organic essential oils that they haven't been diluted or mixed with uh, synthetically derived. He's in the, he's at the university of Indiana. He has done hemp work uh, in Kentucky and other stuff too. So. Well, dude, they, they even, this other company, they, this other farm, they didn't even have other cannabinoid profiles really. Like my cannabinoid profiles at the time, no, nobody else really had them. And so it really upset me that not only did they get my terps, they also got my different cannabinoid profiles, which they didn't have. So I was like, and, and they, what did they have to offer me in return? Nothing, nothing. I was like, oh my gosh, it was kind of like your, your clone train trade story the other day. I was like, but this was like, I didn't sign up for it. You know what I mean? All I asked was them to process into crude oil. And like, I, I, my, my, my partner, ex-partner and I, we, we immediately decided we're processing our own stuff that day. And from then on, we processed our own stuff. So what is the, 
is there a night and day difference if you want to be a hemp processor, obviously, and a cannabis processor? There's only certain states you can do that in. You can do it in all 50 states, right, for hemp? The but funnest difference is the regulations. They're so much nicer on the hemp side. And do they, do they somewhere in like a non, like in a red state where it's only hemp production is, a, uh, is legal, do they have anyone that's doing hydrocarbon extracts for hemp? What? Can you repeat that question, like, please? Sorry, I'm state, getting some of you guys' questions confused. I'm sorry, but in, in my state, Wisconsin, it's there's no medical, there's no recreational, but there are people producing hemp. And my whole thing was, what is the, what are those guidelines that you have to uh, go through to become a processor in a state like this, where there, I'm not worried about the, the legal holes I got to go through to do cannabis extracts if I wanted to do hydrocarbon in this case like do they give those is there a license or a permit that they give for people in only hemp producing states that use hydrocarbons or is there totally not a single person in all the hemp industry doing <coughs> extraction here here in texas if you want to get a hemp processor's license or in in a lot of other states mm -hmm. it, you just you go to the department of ag you tell them what you want to do call them up um, because of COVID, a lot of them aren't meeting in person and do a lot of stuff over the phone. And um, so it, it's, it's, it's not much money to be honest. It's a lot less than a lot of the, the marijuana side, like here in Texas, um, it's really cheap. It's 500 bucks um, for a, not for a processor's license to grow. I mean, it's 500 bucks, but so um, the, the processor's license, it's it's really cheap. A, a lot of this stuff, it's it's a lot compared to the cannabis licensing. Mm -hmm. hemp, hemp licensing is like fractions. Yeah. So <clears throat> I hate to be the party pooper here, but I know it's even short of 420, but I have barely held on this long night. And I want to thank this amazing panel for holding it down tonight, especially Smize Gardens, double shifting it tonight, pretty much holding it down in the wormhole and the spotlight tonight. I can't thank you guys enough. You know, you guys make it a great place to be night after night. And uh, I can't thank you enough for being part of it and hanging out. It's a special thing we got going here and it's growing constantly. And thanks. Thank you, Eagle. Yeah, thank you, Eagle. Thank I love you, being able to come you. here. We love you, boy. All you, man. Bro. Did a great uh, job. Yeah, thank you, Cass, too, for ask, uh, answering all those questions. Yeah, sorry if I got confused. Thank you all for having me here. It's, it's nice to talk grow with you guys. I mean, some of us actually do like to talk about dirt all the time mm. we actually have to do <laughs> so, but i hope you guys have a good night and thank you so much eagle and i'm gonna say good night and i hope you guys have a good one have a yep. blessed night everyone you too guys yeah. hey guys thanks for having me on here too i'm gonna jump out of here Spingus, tau uh red pill cast cast eagle everybody thanks for uh having me on here and uh, I'm, I'm trying to be a more familiar face on, on here and more often.
But thanks for having me on here, guys. Right on, brother. Good, Good to time. see you, Cass. Now yeah, I got man. it now. Good to see you feeling better, too. You're never going to catch me. Sorry. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm out of here. Much love to everybody. Peace out, Bingus. Much love. Keep up the good work. You know how awkward I get if I'm the last one in here, so I'm <laughs> out too. This peace out, a, Red Pill. I'm yeah, peace out. I was out. laughing when I beat you to it the other night, Red Pill. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to get Red Pill's name on the last comic standing uh, at the next show they do. I need my name on the uh, comedy store wall. It's a bucket list. But uh, yeah, uh, shout outs, Eagle. Yeah, you uh, did another great night. Smiley too, pulling it through. And uh, thank you, uh, Tao, everyone else that was in the chat, Cass, for asking or uh, answering all the hemp questions. Everyone else in the chat that was staying tuned and interested. Uh, I just blabber on. I don't even know if anything I say is interesting. So thanks, Eagle, for letting me be here. Otherwise, I would just be pacing around my, my basement doing dabs and thinking all the same things to myself. Yeah, no, it's cool, man. Yep. It's all right, guys. Shit, for sure. Peace. Peace out, Red Bull. Yep. You going, Tao? Where am I going? I'll go. I'll let you, uh, uh, whatever. All right, Eagle and Smiley, everyone in chat. It's, you know, it's always good hanging with you guys. And it's always fucking, it's almost always fucking awesome talking shit with Eagle. <laughs> now, it always is, Eagle. No matter what happens, I love being here and hanging out with you, dude. And so does everybody else. I so, appreciate that, man. I really do. All right, but we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Peace. Oh, yeah, man. It's always good, Eagle. It was fun tonight hanging out with Kino. So, hope your week starts off good, brother. Thank you, man. Yeah. It means a lot, man. Oh, yeah. It means a lot. Tomorrow's a new day. Always is. Let's see it, bro. Well, this will probably be another super awkward ending. I've had just the longest day ever. And it's whatever. I owe everybody a big apologies for two nights in a row. No shout outs. But I'll see you guys tomorrow late. Wormhole. You guys have a good night. Random acts of kindness do save lives. You guys have been mine for a very long time. I love you guys. Have a great day. I'm out.